1: Hi, guys, my name is Shannon, and I was adopted by a billionaire family. To be honest, I couldn't even dream of it. However, sometimes fate likes to present surprises. Money changed me and my life, and that is what I want to tell you about. First of all, I should say a few words about myself. From the age of five, I lived in an orphanage. My parents died in a car accident, and I miraculously managed to survive. But since my grandparents died a long time ago, I was taken to an orphanage. Life there had never been a fairy tale for me. Many children were unnecessarily cruel to others, and sometimes I had to literally survive because the older children often liked to take food from the younger ones. Therefore, everyone really wanted to find a family so that the nightmare would end. However, it was common to adopt babies or children who were less than 3 years old. They rarely took older children, and they didn't even look at teenagers. As time went on, I grew up and hoped that I would also be taken away from here. But every year, these hopes faded because I was no longer a little girl. When I finally gave up, the most incredible thing happened to me. One family wanted to adopt me. I even thought it was some kind of joke. Well, who would need a teenager with his or her own habits and character? But it turned out to be true. One elderly couple really wanted a child, but due to their age, these people could no longer look after the little ones, and they needed someone older. The teachers praised me and called me a talented and calm girl who writes poems and short stories. They even mentioned that I won a city competition for aspiring writers. This characteristic apparently bribed the couple, and they decided to issue all the documents to take me. I didn't know how to react to that. On the one hand, I was very happy that I would finally leave the orphanage, and on the other, it seemed to me that this was just a beautiful dream that was about to end. And when I came out of the building, I almost screamed with delight, because there was a luxurious white limousine next to it. My new parents, Barbara and Joshua, came out of it. They invited me to get into the car and said that now my life would be different. I already knew it, but I didn't realize exactly how it would change, and these were global changes. I was expecting a modest two-story house, but the limo pulled up to a real palace. When I got out of the car, I stared open mouthed at the courtyard with its marble sculptures, fountain, and perfect green lawn. Once inside the mansion, I almost fainted. Everything was done with chic and pretentious luxury. But that wasn't the best part. I used to dream of my own room, and Joshua and Barbara said that I had a whole second floor with servants at my disposal. What? I would have servants? This is not real life, but a paradise, because I got adopted by a family of billionaires. At least, that's what I thought, until the other side of it was revealed. On the same day, my foster parents really wanted to introduce me to high society. After all, they finally had a child, which they had dreamed of for many years. Barbara brought me a beautiful pink dress and gorgeous shoes, and when I changed, I didn't recognize my own reflection. I never looked so cool and irresistible in my life. But no one except me and my parents appreciated this. I faced golden youth who were rich from birth. They knew I was adopted, so they didn't treat me well. First, they looked at me with disdain, and then they called me a tramp, and then they dropped a huge cake on me right in front of the photographers. They laughed out loud and said that I would never be like them. At that moment, I wanted to cry and disappear. The rest of the evening, my foster parents comforted me, and I decided that I would no longer be so kind and naive. I had to be tough to live in the orphanage, and I decided to show these golden youth my true character. The next day, I had to go to a new elite school where my abusers were studying. As soon as I entered the classroom, they immediately began to insult me. I just grinned because I had already gotten back at them for last night. There was a shop near my house that sold indelible paint, and I used this paint to write the word jerks right on the doors of their school lockers. Do you think they took revenge after that? I was also surprised when they came up to me after school and told me that I was not a timid person and could easily hang out in their company. After that, we all went together to an elite restaurant where we ordered the most expensive dishes and at the same time played a little joke on the waiter. When he brought us the bill, the leader of this company, Cole, put the money in there, which was stained with some sticky and comprehensible stuff. You should have seen his face when he took the money in his hand. We were so amused that we left the poor guy a couple of bucks as a tip for his torment. After the restaurant, Cole said he wanted to have some more fun and invited us all to his house. Compared to my palace, his mansion seemed tiny, but the interior was luxurious and expensive. The guy sat down by the fireplace and began to share the latest gossip from school, and the one who told the most uninteresting gossip had to throw a $1,000 into the fireplace. Since I had nothing to say at all, I had to burn $10,000. To be honest, it was painful for me to watch so much money burn, but everyone began to convince me that it was a trifle. Your parents are so rich, they'll give you more for your pocket money, Cole said, and that didn't just cheer me up, it gave me a free hand. For the first time, it really dawned on me that I was no longer an orphanage girl, but the daughter of billionaires who could buy absolutely anything. I realized I should no longer be modest because for so many years in an orphanage, I could not afford anything. After that, I began to spend money right and left buying all sorts of beautiful and expensive little things. Some things I didn't even need, but that didn't stop me. I just wanted to have them. My parents did not scold me for such large purchases, but rather encouraged me, realizing that I had to go through a lot in the orphanage. I also spent a lot of money on entertainment with the Golden Youth, and they knew how to have fun. One day, we gave money to a boy in modest clothes and told him he could buy whatever he wanted, but from joy, the guy did not even notice that the bills were fake. The store owner not only kicked him out, but also yelled at him in front of passersby. Then we went to the yacht club where Cole had his own yacht moored. For half a day, we rode it and literally threw money to the wind. It was so fun to watch spin in the air and then fall into the sea. But we didn't stop there. Cole wanted to do something crazy, but at the same time interesting. He decided to make a mini-quest. Its essence was that he hides a case with a million dollars at a shallow depth, and the first one of us to raise it from the bottom takes all the money. I was fired up with the idea because it was a million bucks. We swam to Cole's private island, and he hid the briefcase and marked the search area. I was excited, and I started looking for the money with undisguised enthusiasm. I did a lot of diving, swimming, and trying to see at least something at the bottom. I was so carried away that I didn't notice a huge jellyfish next to me, which I disturbed. It stung me badly, but I didn't think much of it at first because I had a goal. And I, despite the pain in my leg from the burn, was still able to find the case and go ashore with it. Only then did I notice that no one else even went into the water and was not trying to find the money. They just laughed at me and said that I still remained a miserable beggar. You're willing to do anything humiliating for money, Cole said through a laugh. I was ready to explode with rage, but I quickly cooled down because I had a case with a million dollars in it. However, when I opened it, they began to laugh even louder because instead of money, it was lemons. I wanted to tell them what I thought and even hit them, but I couldn't. Everything began to spin in front of me and my body began to shake with fever. Everyone was scared, thinking that they had brought me to some kind of dangerous attack with their antics. They immediately loaded me onto the yacht and took me to the city. I was getting worse and worse by the minute. My vision blurred, my head swam, I was sick, and my leg itched violently. When we arrived in the city, an ambulance was waiting for me. At the hospital, I was told that I had been stung by a venomous jellyfish, and if I had arrived here ten minutes later, I would probably have died. The doctor said I was very lucky. Barbara and Joshua came to the hospital as soon as they found out what had happened to me. They asked how it happened that I didn't notice the jellyfish next to me. I didn't want to lie to them, so I told them the truth. They looked at each other and said that I shouldn't play such nasty games. You have money and you don't have to humiliate yourself in front of other people for it, Barbara said and took my hand. When I went to school, I did not hear any kind words from any of the people about my well-being and recovery. Instead, my classmates, led by Cole, made a real rain of money, hoping that I would catch it. They shouted at me not to miss such a unique opportunity to earn money, but I didn't pay any attention to their pranks. However, after school, I could not resist, and I still took revenge on my abusers. I scratched a smiling, smiley face on the hoods of their expensive cars. They didn't like it very much, but I didn't care anymore. Money has blinded these people from birth, and they've completely ceased to appreciate it. Unfortunately, even I couldn't resist such a lot of money, and for a while I turned from a modest girl into a spoiled brat, but I was able to stop myself in time and stop acting like a real idiot. Since then, I have tried not to spend large amounts of money and even took up charity work. With my parents' permission, I donated a million dollars to the orphanage where I grew up. And I no longer communicate with those golden youth because now I am friends with ordinary people who have better values.
0: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it.